Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Just so you know, and I love you. The, the house wall. is gorgeous. That room is a little cold it's and kind of unwelcoming. It makes it's kind of and scary. I just didn't, I didn't, it's a scary room. Don't say that because there's some of the rooms in your houses I don't like, and I would never say that. I said it's scary because it's a not, shark on the wall. No, so what? It's called. It's called whatever. It's That's a damn room. She didn't realize anybody had a problem with the sharp-nosed fish on the wall. Yeah, I don't know why everyone hates it. It's not scary. It's taxidermy. Dorinda does not understand how anyone could think taxidermy is weird. She threw a bunch of dead animals on the wall, and she thinks everyone's going to just accept it as a cozy guest room. (laughs) I love that about her. Love my Dorinda, you guys. And that fish room is the gift that keeps on giving. I could watch weeks and weeks of people arguing over this fish room. Love it, love it, love it. Now, before I get to the episode, I want to say that, first of all, hello. Welcome to Everything Iconic. I'm Danny Pellegrino. I purchased Ageless by Ramona this week. I'm biting the bullet. And I got it. It was $39.99 plus $10 shipping and handling for the bottle. Very excited to try it out for you. When As soon as I get it, I will report back with an official review. And look, is Ramona a monster? Yes, but she's got great skin. And some people had recommended it to me. A few people that I know had tried it. And it made me very curious. So I feel like I needed to try it on all of our behalfs. Very excited to get it. I was a little upset about the shipping cost. $10 for shipping on a $39.99 item. However... As I said a few weeks ago, Bethany's Skinny Girl Candle, the shipping was much more than that. So, you know, six to one, half dozen of the other. (laughs) I don't know. At least one will keep me young. The other one's just another fucking candle, which I don't necessarily need because I have hundreds of them around the house. Anyway, previously on this, uh, on Real Houses of Beverly Hills, everyone was arguing about that fish room. Lou didn't want it. She said it brings up bad memories. And we open with that dinner about the rooms. Everyone's still arguing about it. We open with that Sonia and Ramona giggle that we got last week, which was, you know, an assault on the ears, that giggle between them. But I loved it. They were just like, (laughs) very aggressive sounds and still thrilling. I loved it. I could watch them laugh for hours and hours. And as they're laughing about Lou not wanting the fish room, Lou storms off. And I was shocked last week and shocked again this week that Dorinda's just sort of taking it. She's not saying anything. I would be so upset if I was Dorinda because it's like, Lou is just talking so much shit about this fish room. And it's her own house. Like, do I think that Dorinda needs to redecorate? Sure. But I think it's bizarre that Dorinda is just allowing everyone to talk so poorly about her fish room. And let me say again, I do want her to redecorate that room. I think it's very ugly. And it's not just the fish on the wall. It's not just the dead animal carcasses that are hanging up. It's the fact that it's colored. I don't like the color of it, that dark hue on the walls. I think it needs to be repainted. I think there's a way to do fish on the walls where it's not looking like that. I wouldn't mind like a new bedspread. You know, she said it was a boy's room. (laughs) Like I said before, she said it's not scary. It's called taxidermy. And look, I think it's bizarre. Taxidermy to me is very weird. But 
I know they might have some sentimental value, but I would still like to, if you're going to keep the fish, at least change some other things around, you know, like let's get a new bedspread. Let's get some new color on the wall. You know how Disney hotels do that thing where they have themed rooms where it's like, you can get out of the Aladdin room or Hercules room. I wouldn't mind if Dorinda fashioned this into a Finding Nemo room. You know, throw another fish up there, one that's a little bit more cartoon-like, and then it might take away some of the aggression from the other fish. Because if I had a dory on the wall, I might not be as scared to see the sharks on the wall. You know, I don't know if how they would film in that room, you know, if it was a Disney theme, because Disney's different from, from Bravo. You know, they're not owned by the same company, so that could be a rights issue. I don't know. Unclear. But the point is, I would like to, her to update that room and maybe get some, like, light ocean blue on the walls. Wouldn't that be soothing to the eye? I mean, that aggressive, harsh, like, dark green or whatever is on the wall, it's just, it's too much mixed with the fish. And she did say it's a boy's room, but just because you're a boy doesn't mean you have to have a bunch of dead animal carcasses on the wall. Like, I think there's a way to do a boy's room without dead animals, right? (laughs) Dorinda's just telling us, well, it's a boy's room. Well, you know what? I'm a boy, and I grew up in a room without dead fish on the wall, okay? I did I turn out gay? Sure. But I have two older brothers and they didn't have any dead fish on the walls either. And they grew up just uh, without a hitch. Okay, Dorinda. So let's get those fish off the wall. But again, shock that no one, uh, shock that Dorinda is just sitting there taking it from the woman. Because the Dorinda that I know and love, she would fight back with Lou. She would fight back. And Lou was being such an asshole, right? She went to the front counter of this place they were at the hotel and she asked if they had a room opening and then she booked a room. I mean, she didn't give her a credit card or anything, but she did book a room. She called that hotel manager. She's like, where's your room? He's like, I think we have some openings. She's like, save it for me. It's like, that's not how you make a reservation, ma'am. <laughs> that's, we need your credit card and we need you know some other information. You don't just book a credit card like that. But Lou is on this high horse. She's back to that old Countess Luann. And that old Countess is not a nice human being. But she was just ordering that hotel manager... That poor guy, I don't even know if he worked for the hotel. I thought he worked for the restaurant. But either way, she's like, give me the room. (laughs) Just give me the room. And ma'am, we're going to need to see an ID. Just because you're on tour with a cabaret doesn't mean we can just reserve rooms willy-nilly. I'm not in the hospitality industry, but I know that much. We need at least an address and a phone number. Okay, and a down payment. So Luann just booked another room. And then Dorinda said in her confessional, she said, Dorinda, uh, nothing will be good enough for Lou. And she was right. She was right. So then the next day, at Dorinda's house, everyone's back there. It's a new, new day, new morning. And, oh, wait, I should, go, I should back up a little bit. So Tinsley eventually says, like, okay, you can have the room. I'll move out of it. So Tinsley gives up her room so Lou doesn't have to stay with those dead fish. And then Tinsley has to move everything out. And Lou was being such an asshole to Tinsley. Tinsley, like, left some, I don't know, Dolce & Gabbana bag or something. And Lou's like, Tinsley, get your Dolce and... <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> anyway, Lou said, get the Dolce & Gabbana out. And so poor, poor Tins, my sweet little Tins, poor little Tins. You guys, I love my Tinsley. And poor little Tins had to go back in the room and take it all out. And just, Tinsley just gets shit on by these women. She just totally gets shit on, and she takes it, and that's what I love about her. She takes it on the chin, and she just goes about her day, and she's a bright light of sunshine. She is. And game set. Now I need a match. I love her. You guys, I love her. But Lou is being so fucking rude to her, and I was mad on Tinsley's behalf. First I was mad about Dorinda, then I was mad about Tinsley. Anyway, Tinsley gave up that room, and it's revealed that Barbara's going to stay with the fish. Babs. Bullet Babs is going to stay with those fish. Ooh, we got to talk about Babs's outfits. We'll get there. 
Anyway, I thought Lou should really fuck off. <laughs> I really did. Dorinda even had to tell the other girls like to be quiet at night. She's like, be quiet, Lou's trying to sleep. And I thought, oh my god, what is this place? What is this place? So then we cut to commercial, and I just want to talk about a commercial really quickly. It's for The Secret Life of Pets. Now, did anyone see this? The Secret Life of Pets sequel is coming out. And they did one of those Bravo commercials where it's like they have some of the Bravo talent. Now, this pet movie, they decided they would use Jiggy. And so Jiggy is basically like, in this commercial, he's it's like Jiggy's secret life of him, because he's a pet or whatever. And let me just tell you something. Jiggy's secret life is that he's moved on to the other side. Jiggy no longer wants to be with us. Okay? Jiggy should not be starring in commercials. His secret life is he doesn't want to be here. Let him go. He does not want to be here. Poor Jiggy is starring in commercials. I can't handle it. I mean, come on, let's get any other of the pets in there. I know Jiggy's sort of a Bravo celebrity, Bravo star, but he doesn't need to be in everything. He's at the opening of an envelope. He's at every goddamn premiere, every red carpet. He was in Vegas. He was in the opening of Tom Tom. Enough. Jiggy just wants to take a fucking nap. Let him sit at home with the bone and just enjoy his last days as a dog. Why are we treating him like he's a SAG member? I, Jiggy's probably a SAG member. And that's disgusting to me. And we need a, enough is enough. Let's get any of the other animals in there. You know, those taxidermy fish on the wall could have been a better secret life of whatever part two commercial. And honestly, it was it rang false to me that Jiggy's secret life in the commercial wasn't that he was already at the beyond. Because Jiggy is hanging on for dear life. And I'm not even sure that he's still with us. And they were making it seem like Jiggy's secret life is that he's, you know, just running around having a good old time. And guess what? It's not. It's not. So it rang false to me. And I, justice for Jiggy, hashtag justice for Jiggy. I want Jiggy to have a good end of days. Okay. And I'm sick of seeing him at every opening wearing a new outfit every goddamn day. He's got new suits, new outfits, more hats than I do. I've seen him in hats. And I've said it before. I'll say it again. Bravo's doing such aggressive hat work these days. And I don't need to see it on a pet. Animals, just leave him alone. Let him go to sleep. Take a nap. If I was a dog, I'd want to sit home in front of the fireplace. They have that lush, beautiful Villa Rosa. It's a gorgeous place. All those animals. Jiggy probably wants to sit in front of a fireplace with one fucking chew toy and just go to town on that chew toy. That's all he wants to do. That's all he wants. So let's justice for Jiggy. Anyway, back to Rosas in New York the next day. This hot yogi comes over, and I have to apologize. Last week I said, How are they going to get a yogi in the Berkshires? And I was corrected that somebody told me that there's tons of yogis there. Apparently, it's like a very yoga centric place, so my apologies. It's a yoga center, and this very hot yogi comes over. He was wearing a shirt that said Kale, and he kissed Lou. I was shocked to see that. Did him and Lou have a relationship? Like, did I miss something? Because they kissed as if they just fucked the night before. I mean, I never kissed a yogi. I take workout classes all the time. I don't go up to my instructor and give him a kiss. I don't. I think that maybe shake a hand, maybe bow, <laughs> do like a Valerie Cherish yoga bow. But I don't think you normally kiss, do you? That was weird to me. I thought, like, did they fuck? <laughs> like, did, did they fuck and I just not know it? Like, was he one of the boys that, you know, Lou slept with that we just, I missed something? I mean, and I get it. Look, he was hot. I would want to kiss him, too. I just don't know that it's appropriate to kiss your workout instructor. And that Kale shirt. Wow, I hate Kale. Lou said something about Kale, too. And let me tell you something. Kale's not good. It's not. I don't care how many times you massage it. They always say, oh, you got to massage Kale. Guess what? I'm not massaging Kale. It's disgusting. I've tried it. Don't like it. Enough. 
let's stop trying to make kale happen. It's not going to happen. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> then, then Ramona and Sonia show up, and the three of them do yoga, plus the yogi. So it's four of them. And I'll tell you what, never heard sex noises like that out of these women. They were oohing and on to the high heavens. They were all, it was like, if you would have walked in the other room and you would have thought, oh, someone's getting fucked in that other room. Because they were oohing and on. Oh, ah, ooh. At one point, I think Luann said, this is the tight spot. This is the tight spot. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, this is the tight spot. (laughs) It was a lot of oohing and on. And then it got really sexual. Like, I swear, if you would have walked in the other room and just heard the audio, like a blind person, if they were listening to this episode, they would think there was a porno. Because Dorinda came in, she said, uh, your ass is like two firm cherries. That's what she said to Luann. I'm not saying Luann's ass isn't like two firm cherries. I'm just saying it was shocking to hear. And anyone, if they were just listening to the audio, if they isolated the audio of the scene, it would have been a porno. It would have. Anyway, then Dorinda says, we got to go. We're going to this museum thing. You have, you know, 10 minutes. We got to leave at 9.50, she says. That's when the bus is leaving. (laughs) She's like a summer camp counselor. She's sending her thing. And boy, I'll tell you what. If I was young, if I was younger, even today, I'd still would like to do it. I would go to Camp Dorinda. Do you remember when we were, when I was younger, when some of us were younger? I guess all of us, when we were younger. There were these camp movies. Do you remember, like, Camp Nowhere or that movie Heavyweights? Heavyweights, by the way, I mean, I never related more to a film, because I was very overweight as a child. Let's take a detour for a second. So when I was a child, I'm talking like 11-ish, I would get home from school, and my mom was working. She got another job, so she, she'd be working. So I'd get home from school, and my grandma would be there. So I was like probably like 10, 11, 12, that-ish age, like young enough where I was too young to stay home alone. And so I would get home, my grandma would be there. And so we would sit and watch the Rosie O'Donnell show after school. And then we would have to go pick up my grandpa from work. So I'd drive with my grandma to pick up my grandpa. They, they shared a car, so she'd have to pick him up from work. So every single day, for like a year, a solid year, I would get in the car with my grandma, we'd go to pick up my grandpa, and on the way to pick him up, we'd stop at McDonald's. Now, this was around 4.30-ish, we'd stop at McDonald's. And sometimes I would get like a dollar menu item, but more often than not, I'd get the number three with the a quarter pounder with just cheese and ketchup, large fry, and a pop. And I would eat that as an after-school snack. So this was, think about it, I would have my breakfast in the morning before school, then I would go to school and I'd have my normal lunch. Then at 4.30, I would have a full meal from McDonald's, a full fucking meal, full quarter pounder with cheese and ketchup, french fry, and a pop. And then we'd pick up my grandpa, and then my grandma would bring me back to my house, and my mom was there, and then my mom would make dinner around 6.30 or whatever, whatever dinner time was, and I'd eat another full dinner. Now, let me say, this is not this is child abuse. I was being abused by my grandma in this way. I know there's worse forms of abuse, but it was certainly child abuse that she would buy me a quarter pounder once a day, because that's not a healthy eating habit. I had gained so much weight, you guys. I had gained so much weight. Let me tell you how much weight I had gained, okay? This is, I've, this is why I've had food issues my whole life. I've always had food issues. But I had gained so much weight that that year I went out to play football. I know that's uncharacteristic of me, but I went out to play football. I wanted to play football because all my friends were playing football. So I go out and we had like the, what do they call it? Pre-practice or whatever the fuck that is. It's like, you know, before the season starts, it's like pre-whatever. 
And so I went out and I was doing the practices and they told me I was too overweight to play football. Can you imagine that? Like football is a sport where you're supposed to be big and burly and buff. And let me tell you something. They weighed me and they were like, "Uh uh-uh, it's too fat. They told me that. So they had to put me on a big diet so that I could play football. I was too overweight to play football. So then my parents had to put me on this big diet just so I could play football. Like, you know, like usually everyone makes that joke, like, oh, you the size of a linebacker or whatever. And it's like, no, actually, like I was the size of, I was heavier than a linebacker. And they said, nope, you're not allowed to play linebacker. <laughs> it's too big. So anyway, I, I had to, you know, go on this big diet. But I remember seeing that movie Heavyweights around the time. And I never related to myself more on screen. You know, they say you, you sometimes see yourself on screen for the very first time. You know, that's why representation matters. And I remember seeing heavy, the movie Heavyweights, and I thought, wow, representation, there I am. I loved it. And that movie gets a bad rap, but I think it's fantastic. And truly, as a young child, I never related more to a film. I remember those kids, they went to this camp, and they all brought their food that they snuck in. Oh, I felt it in my bones. I felt it in my bones. Anyway, back to Camp Dorinda. <laughs> they all they all go. <laughs> they go to this place called Mentford Hall, and it's an old Morgan estate. I found it weird that they were going to this house to just like look through a house. It was weird to me. But I was, first of all, focused on Lou's outfit. Did you guys catch it? A very aggressive hat, a statement necklace. There were these boots, then this shawl that sort of looked like a rug pattern. Didn't it look like a rug? Something, the pattern on it was like ruggish. And then the rug had these like fur balls coming off it, plus a fur collar. It was certainly a look, an L E W K. And Lou has been wearing tons of hats lately, and I feel like she's got that same hat in a million different—I I think she got a Groupon for the Lids store at the mall, and she just went and bought every fucking hat she could find, because every scene now, she's got a hat. And not just on the show, in real life, too, she's wearing these hats. And I swear I've seen this one before, but it looks—it's, like, slightly different. She has the same hat in, like, a million different colors, which I understand if you like something, you buy a bunch of it, but she's got a lot of hats. And right when we got to this Morgan estate, I thought, Sonia's going to be on the brim. She's going to be on the brim, because it didn't seem like a healthy place for Sonia to be. And I was on the edge of my seat. Sonia's walking through it. She's mentioning her daughter. It's weird we've never seen Sonia's daughter, isn't it? I find it shocking that we've never seen Sonia's daughter. All these years, nothing. She's been able to last this long without showing one, one image of her daughter. That's impressive. But I could tell that it was triggering. I thought, this is not good for Sonia. I was on the edge of my seat. And also, this was a museum tour. So it's like the only reason I think that producer set it up was to like push Sonia on the edge, which was smart. It was smart reality TV producing. I don't believe that Dorinda set this up. I think a producer was like, oh, there's a Morgan estate. I think that'll really spiral Sonia. So let's all take the girls there. Because when on these shows have we seen him go to a museum? I've never once, I've never seen him at a museum. I mean, I know this wasn't technically a museum, but it was sort of like that. <laughs> so they obviously were they were pushing off uh, Sonia off a ledge. They were. And so they're walking around the room. They go to this one room, and there's these letters on a table. Dorinda kind of like puts them, and you see Sonia really start to lose it. She starts to lose it on Dorinda because Dorinda put her fingers on it, which she later calls them the paws, Dorinda's paws. Anyway, I thought, get her out of here. We need her out of here. It was like a horror movie. Get Sonia out of here. She was spiraling. And of course, what the fuck did they think was going to happen? Sonia's always been kind of like this. Do you remember when she had that, I mean, all that stuff about the family crest and everything? They knew what they were doing. Anyway, they cut to, 
They get the, they get her out of there eventually. Then they go to Dorinda's pool, which who knew this pool was beautiful. We've never seen it because we're always there in the winter time. But this pool is great. Ramona said, "I wish I brought my goggles so I could show you how I swim." She sounded like my six-year-old niece, and I loved that. She truly is ageless. Truly ageless. Then Dorinda and Luann they sort of make up again. I, they did make up, but I'm I don't know if they if it'll stand, you know. But I'm glad that we're moving on from this Dorinda and Luann fight because the New York girls know how to keep it moving. They know how to keep it moving. Did you see Real Houses of Beverly Hills this week? I just want to touch on it briefly because I was shocked that Camille is seemingly team everyone else. I thought she was on team LVP, but then in this episode, first of all, at the beginning of the episode on Beverly Hills, we saw her kind of talking shit about LVP. And then at the end, she was talking about LVP's gums. Oh my God, you guys, I died. I I could not believe it. And I wondered what LVP thought. I know LVP tweeted something like Camille apologized, but ooh, it was shady. I was not, and unexpected, unexpected, because I thought Camille was firmly on team everyone else. Wow. Wow, Bethany, wow. Okay, so back to New York. <laughs> there was a moment after Luann and Dorinda made up that Ramona and Luann talked, and Luann said, Dorinda and I are good now, we made up. And let me just say that Ramona's face was doing something very bizarre in this scene. I don't even know what they were talking about, but Ramona's face was certainly short-circuiting. Like it was like Ramona's robot, and the face was just short circuiting. <laughs> I don't know what was happening, but she was saying like, "I'm so glad you made up." But then her face was doing something totally different. Her words were saying one thing, and then her face was saying another. And wow, I don't know what was, what's going on with Ramona's face. This isn't the ageless, is it? Ageless by Ramona. I don't know if that's what it does to you. I'm concerned. Then Bullet Babs shows up, and immediately, immediately, we thought we were done with the fish stuff, but then immediately Babs is getting a tour of the house, and she says to Dorinda, what the hell are those? And then Dorinda says, the line of the night, <laughs> my favorite favorite line, taxidermy. What, you've never seen taxidermy? Dorinda, I'm like, well, no one, no one is just comfortable with taxidermy. Like, I don't think it's a weird thing for someone to be confused about the dead animals in the room. Why does Dorinda think this is a normal thing? Then this is where she says, it's a boy's room. <laughs> it's not, it's not normal. And then Dorinda says, it's a 200, what did she say, $275,000 room? Okay, I'm either going to call bullshit. I mean, like, I don't know how much taxidermy costs. I don't know how much it, does, it costs to stuff a dead animal carcass so that you could hang it up on the wall. It might be a lot of money. I assume it's a lot. But I don't know that this was, too, it certainly doesn't look like a $275,000 room. And you know what? I thought Dorinda shopped at Home Goods. Guess what? You can't buy at Home Goods. You know, expensive taxidermy. They don't have that there. So maybe Dorinda needs to take a shopping ship trip and redecorate. You know, let's get some new stuff on the walls. I don't know. If she's attached to those fish, which I, some people were telling me that Richard caught the fish. I could, but is that like really a thing? I you know, I know sentimental, whatever, but just because Richard caught it. Like, guess what? My grandpa once ate a chicken. Does that mean I'm going to stuff a dead bird and hang it up in my bathroom? No. <laughs> just, I think there's other things that you could be sentimental about. Hold, hold on to a note, a picture. I don't know. Something, uh, something sentimental they give you for an anniversary. I don't think Richard just was like, you know, gave Dorinda a shark for their anniversary. Maybe I'm wrong. What do I know? 
but there's been plenty of animals and the people that I've lost lives, and I didn't stuff them and hang them up on my walls. And I just think it's unreasonable that Dorinda's not seeing the other side of this. But I do love it about Dorinda. And right away, there's like this tension between Dorinda and Babs. Very into it. Very excited about it. They already had that fight last week, but very excited to see where this goes. And Dorinda and Ramona specifically hate Babs. You could totally tell. They all went out by the pool, and Dorinda and Babs were, or Dorinda and Ramona were making fun of Babs's wrap dresses or boots. Ramona said, My daughter doesn't even show her belly button because Babs had like the cutoff shirt on. And look, at first when I heard them saying this, I thought, oh, that's, those are mean girls. This isn't a kind of behavior I like to see. I thought, poor Babs. She's this beautiful new girl. She's fresh on the scene, and here they are just making fun of her outfit. And then I took a closer look at this outfit. And look, I don't want to judge someone's looks, but there was a cutout in the back of her shirt. And then it was also a cutoff. And she had a very aggressive statement belt on. And it was a look. It was an L-E-W-K, and I know Babs is in her first season, and first seasons are tough on everyone. But this is a very, this is a, whoo, this is a look. You guys, this is a tough thing to look at. And I love Babs. I do. I do, and I'm so excited to see more of her. But this whole outfit, it was, it was not maybe all going together, you know? And I'm not a fashionista. I'm not a stylist. I don't know. I don't know how to fix it. But maybe she should call up a friend, someone, and next season she probably will. If she sticks around, I think she'll have a look. And I bet you next season she'll show up on the scene and she'll look amazing, right? Like she'll have this big makeover. It would be even fun to see a makeover montage on screen, you know? On Atlanta, Shamari, halfway through the season, her look shifted and she looked amazing. So it's not out of the question. Maybe Babs will. But some of Babs' looks are maybe just like not as polished. But she's new. She's new to TV. She'll get a makeover. But that outfit was like very rough around the edges. Ramona even said it was rough around the edges. I like, though, that Ramona's hazing Barbara in a way that is good to me. Ramona knows how to haze well. Have you noticed that? Like some of the other franchises, the OGs, they can be a little too mean. Like Vicky on Orange County, she like won't even talk to the new girls. Or, I don't know, I'm trying to think of some of the others. But, you know, the OGs always have problems with the new girls. But I think Ramona, and even and Beverly Hills, they're pretty good with the new girls. But Ramona, I feel like, does a good mix of hazing. You know, she does a little bit of that thing that Vicki Gumbelson and Tamara and those girls do on Orange County with the new girl. But then it's not over the line. Like, she'll still film with them. She'll still talk to them. So I like that. So Babs starts talking to Sonia about the fish. Okay, because everyone, no one can stop talking about these fish. This fish room is the talk of the town. And Dorinda overhears her talking about it. And Dorinda gets pissed. She finally starts to lose it. And I thought she was really going to lose it on Babs. Unfortunately, she didn't. She just stormed off. She did say she called Babs a negative see you next Tuesday. I'm not going to say the word, but it was see you next Tuesday. Dorinda said that as she stormed off into the house. And... Look, I enjoyed it, but what I've liked her to say it to her face, it was behind her back, but I would have liked them to maybe get into it a little bit about this. And again, I would have been on Dorinda's side because if I heard someone talking about my fish, especially a new girl. So, you know, I, I see both sides. Are the fish disgusting on the wall? Sure, 100%. It's a disgusting room. It is. But then also at my room, if I was Dorinda, I'd be like, well, it's my room. It's my choice how I decorate it. You know, my decorations aren't that great. I have gather signs all over my fucking house. <laughs> 
Every room you walk in, there's something on the wall that just says gather. So look, am I an interior designer? No. But I get both sides. I do. Then Bethany arrives, and Bethany says she's always had a hard time at these uh, the Bluestone Manor trips. And we see flashbacks of Bethany. We see her calling Luana whore. And we see that, you know, that one dinner where she didn't want sushi or she got in that fight with Heather. You know, we had all these flashbacks, and we've had so many good times at Bluestone Manor. Have we not? Ever? I mean, and this episode, too, it's like, oh, my God, it's a gift from the gods. This, I don't know. It must be haunted. It's obviously haunted. I don't know. Richard's ghost is in those walls and in those fish. Something is happening here. There, I would love to get a Ghostbuster in there. I love to just get someone, uh, someone, Alison Dubois, or some sort of Ghostbuster to look in those walls. Last week, I was saying Melinda, Dorinda's sister, she should be a Ghostbuster. I'd like to see her run through the house with a black light. Wouldn't that be great on the Sci Fi Channel or something? We need to get a Bluestone Manor where people just go stay there. And then we have those, them bring in those machines. Like, have you ever watched those ghost shows where they bring in those machines and they're, it's like you only see like through the night vision. And those people walk around and they're like, oh, this is a new frequency in here. I bet you if they walked around with that ghost machine, they would detect lots of weird frequencies. Know that. As Alison DeBois would say, know that. Alison DeBois would walk in there and she'd be like, look, I know those fish, <laughs> those fish are telling me that your husband will never emotionally fulfill you. Know that. So I, I'm sure Alison DeBois would pick up on some things. Also, while we're here, shocked that Alison DeBois has never been on anything else on Bravo ever again. Just that one dinner party from hell. Where's her spinoff? Where's her ghost-busting spinoff? Anyway, there was also a moment where Ramona sniffed Babs. Did you guys catch this? She was, like, saying hello or goodbye or something, and she just sniffed her. I wondered what she smelled like. What do you think Babs smells like? Is it just, like, sawdust? I know she's a construction worker. Do you think Babs just smells like sawdust? Or do you think she covers it up with a nice scent? I'm not sure. I'd like to know. Um, but right when Bethany arrives, they all are sort of sitting outside, and Babs and Sonia were already kind of lit. They were already a little drunk. And Bethany shows up like a bat out of hell. She's just looking for a tampon. She said everyone here has got cobwebs in their vagus. <laughs> she's, not, <laughs> she's not wrong. But they're all sort of sitting outside. Uh, Bethany, Babs, and um, what's her name? Sonia are sitting outside. And Tinsley comes out to kind of join them. And Sonia orders Tinsley to get the drinks. Like the fucking waiter. Ah, poor Tins. I love her. And she did it, too. Tinsley's like, what else do you need? And I love her. Game set, now I need a match. I love her. She's doing whatever they tell her. She said she's like the little sister of the group, the runt of the litter, and she is. But I love her. I don't know what it is. I'm just fall- more and more every week I fall in love with her. Just a breath of fresh air. Also during this scene, there was a lot of carved pumpkins. I don't remember them carving pumpkins, so I was a little uh, unclear of where they came from. Was there a pumpkin carving party that we just didn't see on camera? Or did some other school group come in here and carve pumpkins? Either way, it thought made me think of this Camp Dorinda, and I thought, if this was a real camp, we'd have a pumpkin carving party. And I'm here for it. I love, I love any sort of holiday activity. You know, like I love a Halloween activity where you carve in pumpkins and drink an apple cider. Oh, I love the fall. I love a season. Fall is the best, you guys. You know I love Christmas, but fall is also the best. The leaves on the ground. I mean, nothing's better than fall foliage. Ah, I'm getting wet just thinking about it. I love the fall. The crisp air, apples everywhere, cinnamon sticks, Halloween decorations. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. 
love the film. Anyway, then Bethany goes inside and she runs into Dorinda and they talk about a star is born. Now, this was really interesting because Bethany said to Dorinda, it was all about a pill addiction. And then I thought about Dennis. She said she sat in the theater and cried. I was a little distracted because when I was seeing the scene, I was thinking back how I saw the star is born and how Leah Michelle was sitting in front of me. And the whole viewing of A Star is Born, I was thinking about how Leah Michelle was watching the screen and thinking about how that was her life. Well, look, here to come to find out, Bethany was watching the screen thinking about how it was her life. So everyone in some way thought it was their life on screen. You know, that Lady Gaga was portraying them. You know, with that, what was that that sound she made in Chalice? Oh! <laughs> I'm sorry, I will never do that for you again. I apologize about that sound. (laughs) I don't know what that sound was that came out of my mouth, but it certainly wasn't singing. It certainly wasn't singing. I do not have a voice for singing. I don't, that's for sure. But Bethany thought she was Lady Gaga, and that Bradley Cooper was Dennis. And what was interesting to me about this scene was that they were talking about current pop culture, which we never see. I've never, I can't think of a Housewives where I saw them say, oh, I just saw that movie. Or I was listening to that new CD, or you know what I'm saying? It was a weird thing, and I loved it. I would love a movie review show. I'd like to see these women rate and review movies. You know, I want them, besides those commercials that we see about them, you know, kind of incorporating themselves into movies, I'd like to know what they thought about them. Give me, like, you know, uh, Ebert and Siskel or whatever, Siskel and Ebert. Let's reboot that with some Housewives. You know, I'd love to know what Leanne Locken and, uh, I don't know, Shamari (laughs) think of. Uh, Captain, uh, the new Avengers. You know, I want to know. Do they, whose team are they on? Are they? What do they think of Thanos? That's what I need. So I thought that was interesting. And Bethany cried. And I feel so bad when Bethany cries. But there's something that I think they're not telling us. Something about this Dennis situation or this Bethany situation that I feel like they're all hiding. I don't know what. We do know that in the blogs there was something about pills. But I still think there's some more stuff to it that we're just not privy to. Anyway, Bethany, she brought that sign for Dorinda where you can, like, make your own sign, and she wrote a place of yes, and I don't know, enough. Then Dorinda sits Bethany down, and she says Luzman's kind of saying some shit, and she sort of stirs up some shit between Bethany and Luann, and Bethany says, why would Lou say anything negative about me ever? Why would she do that? And this is setting Lou up for failure, and I know that Lou, I said earlier, she's being an asshole, but if Bethany thinks that Lou Ann is always going to be nice to her, that's not going to happen. We've already seen Luann kind of turning a little bit on Bethany. But there's no way that this relationship can last. I don't even think it'll last to the reunion. I mean, we see it turning on screen, but currently I think in real time, Luann and Bethany are good. But I bet watching this all back, it's not going to be good. Because Bethany even said in her confessional, she said, Luann left rehab two weeks early to do her cabaret show, which was kind of like some, it was like some, a little dig, right? And Luann's going to see that. And look, Luann should have not left rehab early. But Luann, one of my problems, I think, with Luann is that on screen, she's trying to act like she's got it all together. And I know, we all know that she doesn't, right? But also, I don't like her making light of everything. Like, even since her arrest, like, we saw the footage of her in the cop car, and it was so much, like, privileged there with, like, what Luann was doing and the fact that she was talking to police officers like that. And then I felt like she kind of brushed it off as if it was, 
I didn't like the way that that all went down. And then with the community service stuff, we know from the the press and the blogs that she hadn't been doing community service the way she was supposed to this past year. And so to me, it's all like you're just making light of it all. And if this was other people, like uh, if this was a person of color or something doing some of the things that Luana did to the police officer or uh, I don't know, you guys, I just don't like the side of Luann at all. And I don't like, I mentioned when they were at that God's Love We Deliver, which is such a great organization, and they make food for sick age, AIDS patients who are not able to leave the house. And Luann was just making light of it. And just, that really grossed me out. And so, I don't know, this Bethany and Lou thing is not going to last at all. I mean, then Art Smith shows up. Ah, Art Smith. I, of course, know him from Oprah. All of us know him from Oprah. I was so excited to see him. More excited than seeing that bare naked chef. I didn't need to see him. I didn't need to see that. <laughs> but he showed up. Apparently he manages. I was a little unclear. I thought, is Art doing the cooking and then this bear chef is the sous chef? Or is Art just his manager? I don't know, but I'd love to eat Art Smith's food. You know, remember on Oprah, he made his fried chicken. I heard it was great. <laughs> By heard it was great, I mean, I remember watching the episode where Oprah ate it. <laughs> <laughs> but I would love food from Art Smith, but I don't want it from that bare naked man. He wasn't for me. Look, I love a naked man. I love a dick. You all know I love a dick. I love an ass. Love a dick. Would love a naked man cooking for me. But that one, I don't know. Something about him grossed me out. I just felt like he, I don't know, grossed me out. And then did you hear when he said he had to like go get ready? I thought, was, or is he showering? Like, is that what he means? I couldn't tell if he just meant like he was going to go take off his clothes in the other room or if he meant like, hey, Dorinda, where's your shower? I got to, you know. And in which case, they should have put him in the fish room. I don't know if they were staying overnight. Him and Art should have stayed in that fish room. So, you know, I would have liked to see them in there. But he wasn't for me. I don't like this this man. I'm just looking down at my notes, and I wrote, what the fuck is Babs wearing? I know we already talked about that, but <laughs> it's worth mentioning again. <laughs> but then he said something also about Babs' gullet. Did you hear her? I love the word gullet. I think gullet is a hysterical word. It's right up there with bamboozled. Y'all know I love the word bamboozled and loved it. Dorinda even said in one, speaking of, we talked a little bit about Lou before, and Dorinda said that Lou has no self-awareness, and she's right. She doesn't seem to have any self-awareness about any of this. And maybe that's what bugs me about it. And we, then we cut to the dinner. Babs tried to take the head of the table. Ramona immediately said no. She said, no. <laughs> Ramona had a couple of great moments this episode. And then Tinsley even said to Ramona that Babs needed to take it down a notch. And did you notice that the tides were turning? They were all starting to get drunk. Babs was drunk here, and you could tell Sonia was wasted. Sonia kept making, like, lesbian remarks, or not lesbian remarks, but, like, sexual remarks towards the women. And she said, I don't know, Bethany was her girl. And Sonia was blacked out. And they were drinking out of these wine glasses that were really cute. I wrote my notes that I need to go to Home Goods and look for them. And Luann, I thought, she was just saying how this room, the fish on the wall, was triggering for her. And I thought, maybe you just shouldn't be at the Berkshires. Because then she's around all these women drinking. And obviously, it's great that Lou's strong enough to be around other people drinking. But it seems like it would be tough to be in a house where everyone is not just drinking, but like, wasted. Like, these girls were wasted. And we see in the previews for next week that they are super wasted. So maybe I thought it's not a great place for Luann. But she seemed okay. She seemed to be doing good so far. She was laying on the bed. She seemed to like watching the women. There was a flashback to her getting drunk 
And she said she said something like, I used to like to get drunk, and then they showed her falling in that bush, which was great TV. Five star entertainment. And then we also got a flashback to Sonia trying to fuck Bethany. Which <laughs> is great. They're all sitting in this room, and did you hear them talking about Bethany's jeans? Somebody said, like, Bethany makes jeans for every size. And then Ramona said, um, she said, the average American is big. The average American is huge. And then Ramona did a little dance in front of the mirror. And <laughs> Ramona, she's, I know she's a monster. Again, I say that every five minutes, Ramona's a monster. But she says things with no filter. It's like, she's not thinking about a camera. She just says whatever the fuck's on her mind. And I think that's what makes her a great housewife, in my opinion. Uh, then Sonia keeps getting drunk, keeps getting drunk. She looked like she was going to take a squat and a poop in the kitchen. Do you see that? <laughs> there was this one moment where she just, she moved her legs, spread her legs out, and she looked like she was going to take a poop right there, right in front of that naked chef. Who, by the way, she walked right up to and was like, photo op. She was so drunk. Photo op. <laughs> just photo op. That was just a photo op. And then they were all talking about his hairy ass. and. Couple things. I didn't think it was that hairy. He didn't seem that hairy of a man. He, yes, he wasn't like a t- smooth twink, but he wasn't just not that hairy. They were all talking, like, look at that hairy ass. He didn't seem that hairy to me, but I was still not into this man. He wasn't for me. And they all went to the dining room, and that naked chef, he came out with a bottle of wine. He was going to pour Lou a drink, and Ramona's like, no. And then he was going to pour Sonia a drink, and Ramona's like, no. <laughs> That's a good friend. She was trying to keep Sonia away from the sauce. Bethany made Sonia take a glass of water at one point. But Sonia needed to stop because she was starting to turn. Very surprised, too, about Dorinda's behavior. Dorinda seemed to be keeping it together, which was great. Next week, not so much, but this week, so far. Then there was also a moment where Dorinda stared at Luann's boobs very intensely. Very, very intensely. And a lot of sexual innuendos, like I said, with the yogi. And then... Something happened that made me so scared, so nervous. Again, on the edge of my seat, I had goosebumps, chills. I was terrified. I was clutching my pearls. I was standing. My eyes were wide. My eyes were aghast. They looked like uh, Ramona on the catwalk. So fucking terrified when Sonia picked up Coco, Ramona's dog. And she put Coco around her neck like a necklace, but then looked like she was... She looked like she was going to snap Coco in half. And I don't know if you guys saw the movie John Wick, the first one. Now, I didn't see the whole thing because it opened with a very intense dog scene. I'm not going to spoil it for you, but let's just use your imagination. Very disturbing dog scene. And that's all I could think about when I saw Sonia holding Coco. I did not like it. I did not care for it. I immediately wanted Sonia to put that in the dog. And everyone else did, too. Everyone was like, Sonia, put down the dog. Every single person. I thought production would step in. You know, production rarely steps in. I thought they needed to do it here because she had Coco around her neck. And it didn't look, she didn't have a good look in her eye. And also, the way she was like kind of stretching out Coco, uh, what were you thinking? It was not stable. And it was like behavior where it's like, you shouldn't drink if that's how you're going to look, if that's what you're going to do when you're drunk. If people have to worry about you killing their dog when you're drunk, then maybe you should stop drinking. That's my opinion. Love my Stonia. I love her. And we've seen her be much better than she has in the past. But. This was disturbing. And they did trigger her early in the episode, but made me uncomfortable. Dorinda and uh Dorinda and Luanne, they go off and have a cigarette, so they're out of the room. And I'm very excited to see their cigarette scene because I love when a housewife does cigarette work. Very excited. 
And then this is where Sonia starts to lose it. So first of all, she calls Dorinda's John a Joe Schmo. Then she says, Dorinda put her paws all over the Morgan letters. She said, "You (laughs) you don't touch the fucking Morgan letters. And then Sonia breaks down, breaks down crying. This is a breakdown, you guys. Not, this is not a breakthrough. This is a breakdown. And I don't know what's going to happen next week, but something was deeply triggered in Sonia, and we're seeing it all come out after the alcohol. And it was scary. Don't get me wrong, very entertaining television. It was great TV to watch, but also very scary, and it made me uncomfortable because I love my Sonia so much. I want to just see her. I want to see her do well, and I don't want to see her like this, but she just had us. She snapped. Sonia snapped. Thank God Coco got out of there. You know, otherwise we'd have had a John Wick 3. But Coco got out of that room, and Sonya just snapped. Don't you touch the fucking Morgan letters! Uh, then we got it to be continued. Next time, we have that night that we all saw on social media months ago. So next week is the week where they all are even more drunk than they were this week. So much stuff seems to be happening. Lou says some more shitty stuff. Tinsley cries. Barbara versus Dorinda. Tinsley versus Bethany next week. A lot going on. A lot of different threads. Again, this is housewives perfection. So many different little arguments happening. A lot of bizarre stuff. We got them doing different things. They're not at those escape rooms. Remember they all went to those escape rooms or those rooms where you hit shit. This is, they had them going to a museum. We're seeing new things on screen, new dynamics unfolding with this Babs. Still getting lots of fish stuff, which is wonderful. Want more of it. Very, very excited. I loved this episode. I couldn't have loved it more. And next week's looks even better. If that's possible, it looks even better. So I cannot wait. Before I let you go, I want to say a couple things. First of all, if you haven't listened to the Cynthia uh, interview, I interviewed Cynthia from the Real Houses of Atlanta. She was so wonderful. Truly the most beautiful woman I've ever seen. Like When she first got over, I was like, I can't stand close to you because it makes me feel self-conscious. And then by the end of it, I was so mesmerized by her facial, facial features. Those cheekbones, stunning. Stunning, stunning, and so sweet. And she spilled some good tea. And Atlanta's been good. The end of the season was good. The reunion has been good. Although I don't like the way Nini's acting in this reunion, but Cynthia, like, she, I thought she really spilled some stuff. Also, I want to encourage everyone to listen to the Willa Ford interview. Even if you don't know who Willa Ford is or that song, it's a great, this, a lot of stuff about pop culture from the early aughts. And I just found her so, so wonderful. And I did hear some, well, I don't know if I should say this. Okay, no, well, okay, I don't know if I should say this, but no one say anything. Do not tag anyone on social media. Do not let this go anywhere. But, I did hear that maybe someone, possibly, allegedly, maybe someone from the Rouse's Beverly Hills, maybe, allegedly, possibly, reached out to Willa Ford after that interview. So maybe, possibly, it could maybe happen. I mean, who knows? Just a reaching out. Like, no, nothing official or anything about next season. But I know I shouldn't have told you guys that. But that would be exciting, right? I think that'd be a good fit. But no tagging. Do not tell anyone I told you that. And maybe it didn't even happen. Maybe I'm making this all up. Maybe it's all a lie. You guys, I also heard some good tea about a housewife and i'm not allowed to say anything but let me just say again no tagging as always no never ever tag please but i did also hear that there is a housewife who maybe allegedly possibly has a significant other that's not their husband okay and I did hear this from a few different sources, but I'm not going to say who it is because I'll get in trouble. But as soon as I can, as soon as it maybe comes out in another blog or something, I will say it. But this is like juicy. 
And it's not, uh, a lot of you might be thinking about Real Houses in New Jersey. And that's not who it is. Although I think there were reports and blogs that it was, uh, that Teresa has another boyfriend, but I don't know if that's true. But this is not New Jersey. So I'll just say that. And please don't tag me or don't even post that. Don't post this anywhere because that'll, I don't want to get in trouble about that. So please just keep it between us girlfriends. <laughs> That's all. Uh, so I want to leave you guys before I do. I want to say, please find me on social media at Danny Pellegrino, Twitter, and Instagram, Facebook, facebook.com slash Pellegrino Danny. If you want to support the show, you want bonus episodes, click, uh, go to patreon.com slash everything iconic, click become a patron. If you donate $4 or more per month, most importantly, you're helping to support the show, and you help me make it, and you get the bonus episodes. So there's um, guaranteed one bonus a month. There's some good stuff over there, and thank you so much to everyone who's there. And then, if you like Hallmark movies, like, you know I love the Hallmark Christmas movies. I love them so, so much. And they're playing them, like, every Friday night they're playing them. Well, if you like the year-round ones, there's a podcast some friends of mine are doing called The Bubbly Sesh. They're so, so wonderful. Jackson Shaw, I've been on their show before. It's the official Hallmark podcast, and they made a little ad for me to play on this show, so I want you guys to check them out, subscribe. If you're into the Hallmark stuff, the Hallmark channel, I love the Christmas movies. I don't watch the year-round ones, but I love the Christmas ones. And Jax and Shaw are so, so wonderful, and they're just joined the Hallmark family, and they're the official podcast for them. So they sent over a little message to maybe convince you guys to listen to some of those. Uh, they are so wonderful, so sweet, so funny, so great. So check them out. They're called The Bubbly Sesh, and here's a commercial for it. And then I want to encourage you all to do a little cooldown after this ad, because uh, I'm not going to come back and do a cooldown, but I love you all. Sending all the love out to the universe. And um, thank you so much for listening. Bye-bye. Hey, Everything Iconic listeners. I'm Jax. I'm Shaw. And this is Hallmark Channel's Bubbly Sesh. What is that, you ask? Well. We love having Danny on our show because he loves Hallmark Christmas movies. I mean, who doesn't? Who doesn't? I think we all do. So we're here to talk about it with you guys. We recap all of the Hallmark movies year-round, including the mysteries. We bring you talent interviews. We've got Candace Cameron Bure, Lacey Chabert, really everyone iconic. <laughs> do you see what we did there, Danny? <laughs> so everyone, please subscribe to our podcast, hallmarkchannel.com backslash podcast or wherever you get your pods. And Danny, we heart you. We hope to see you back on the pod soon. Cheers. Oh, I love that sound, don't you? And that's the sound you're going to hear when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Uh, we use it here at Everything Iconic. Shopify is the best all-in-one commerce platform capable of handling all your business complexity, no matter how big you grow. I think it's fantastic. You're probably thinking, sure, but migrating is going to be a headache, but Shopify's app store has the migration apps you need to migrate all of your products, your orders, your customers, and more uh, from every major e-commerce platform all the way to Shopify. And I always hate when I'm shopping online and I have to re-enter all of my information. Well, Shopify store remembers your shipping address, your payment information. So if you're on the couch and your wallet's on the kitchen counter, you don't have to get up, which is nice. So sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash everything iconic, all lowercase. That's one month for just $1 at shopify.com slash everything iconic. Shopify, S-H-O-P-I-F-Y dot com slash everything iconic.
This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. And we all carry around different stressors, both big and small. Sometimes the small stressors are the worst for me because I cannot stop thinking about them when I'm trying to sleep or when I'm trying to go about my day. I keep those little things bottled up and it can start to affect me negatively. Now, therapy is a safe space to get those things off of my chest and figure out how to work through all that stuff. And if you've never benefited from therapy, I think it's time you explore. I think anyone can be helped by going to a professional therapist. It's so incredibly helpful to get those coping skills skills and uh, deal with those stressors. So uh, if you're thinking of starting therapy, you can give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be super convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you got to do is fill out this quick, brief questionnaire and you get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge, which I think is so important. Uh, so that way you find someone that you work well with. Now, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash everything iconic today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash everything iconic. I love decorating the house and getting furniture, but sometimes it could be overwhelming to design a space. And so luckily I'm here to tell you about a company called Cozy. Now Cozy is fantastic, a North American company that thoughtfully designs furniture made for modern living. Now Cozy strives to provide the best furniture shopping experience with elegant, super high quality products, plus fast delivery and easy assembly, which is really important to me because I do not like putting together furniture. So the easier, the better for me. Now Cozy offers a beautiful, customizable sofas and sectionals that are made to adapt in time. This means customers can add seats to the sofas over time. Maybe if you're extending your family, you might want more space on the couch. Cozy also offers a great range of coffee tables, washable rugs, wall shelving, credenzas, TV stands, and accessories so much. It's thoughtfully designed furniture made for modern living. There's an outdoor sofa and tables collection that is fantastic. It's called the Mistral. So you can choose the perfect sofa configuration for your outdoor setup. Uh, Cozy also opened its first retail space on Queen Street in Toronto to push the experience to the next level and allow customers to engage physically with the products. So transform your living space today with Cozy. Visit Cozy.com, spelled C-O-Z-E-Y, to start customizing your furniture today. Again, that's Cozy, C-O-Z-E-Y.com.